0: Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes.
1: Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing,
0: and all that good stuff.
1: We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time.
0: Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go?
1: You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter. Or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, it is New Year's Eve and the jingle bells have stopped, but the scribbling on pieces of paper for people starting their New Year's resolutions and new year, new goals, new me have begun.
1: Yes, I'm very interested to know how many people will listen to this on New Year's Eve and start writing their goals or New Year's resolutions for the year ahead.
0: Yeah, it just seems like it's really not an important time, but it is for so many people.
1: I feel like New Year's Eve, for me, I've, I have I kind of always use that as a, a good day to reflect and reset uh, before going out in the evening.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I, I must admit I have been, you know, lured into the idea of setting goals on On New Year's Eve, we've we've got you. Yeah, in the morning, I would tend to get up early, do a bit of that reflection, and then write something down.
1: Because it's such a peaceful day, like no one has anything happening. Yeah, so it's the perfect day to even just give yourself the morning to sort of think about what have you achieved during twenty twenty two and what maybe you didn't quite achieve, and really reflect Mm. on that year, and then start using that information to plan the entire year ahead.
0: Yeah. So if you're one of these people that is goal setting right now or has maybe recently just done some goal setting, or even if you're doing your review, this is the episode for you. Kate and I are going to share one of our own goals, so one each. We're going to try and spitball it live, how (laughs) we're going to break that goal down and some steps we can put in place to make sure we try and get close to our goals. Because the reality is, Kate, sadly, so many of us will not achieve the goals that we set out, I think. There are various studies that show that most of us don't even make it to the end of January.
1: And th- one of the big reasons why is it's very broad. We just say, in 2023, I want to get fit. And Lose I've 10 done pounds. that myself <laughs> yeah. before. Yep. And if I don't have any strategy or any plan or put anything into place, like, okay, get fit. But how, when, yeah. why, what what am I doing? So,
0: yeah, it's going to happen. You know? Yes, so yeah. with
1: our finances... This episode, we're going to break down a little bit about how you can turn the get better with money or start investing or get wealthy, how do we actually turn that into something actionable?
0: Yeah. So, let's start with one of the big realizations. I think I speak on behalf of both of us here. Tell me if I'm wrong. Since we've been doing this, I've been doing this for like 10 years, you've been doing podcasting for at least five. Since we've been doing this, what one thing that we've realized is that goals should probably be simple and we need to figure out like- What it is that drives us towards them. So, this is where you would say maybe starting with your why. Yeah. So, what is that? What does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, figuring out okay, there's probably something in most people's minds that they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a holiday at the end of this year, maybe it's buying a house, maybe they want to retire early. Of course, you can work towards all three things, but let's just pick one thing. Like you want to go on a holiday at the end of the year. and Sure. Sounds good. Why is that meaningful to you? Why do you want to achieve that goal? And even just writing down this at the end of in December 2023, I want to go to Europe. Yep. Why do I want to do that? I want to relax. I want to explore Mm -hmm. uh, museums and art galleries. I want to spend some time overseas with my family. I want to have a new experience. I want to have a break from work. Sort of understanding that picture of why that goal is important to you because as you go through the year and working towards that goal, sometimes you're going to have to make some sacrifices or let's not say sacrifices, but maybe you're going to have to
0: rearrange
1: rearrange the way you budget and put money aside for different things so you can put money aside for that goal for that travel. And so when things feel a bit tough or you're a bit like, oh, that's annoying. Why do I have to cook dinner again? Why can't I just go out? Yeah. You can come back to the drawing board and go, okay, this is my goal and this is why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important because people, you've used the word accidentally there, perhaps, uh, which was sacrifice. A lot of people have this idea that saving towards a goal is indistinguishable from what we're talking about. Like, it's a sacrifice if I have to give up my latte. Everyone beats on lattes, but um, you know, it's a sacrifice if I can't go out with my mates mm. and do whatever and sink a few beers or go on that short trip on the weekend or whatever it might be. But what we're effectively advocating for is rearranging, because we and we'll get to this in just Reprioritizing, a second.
1: Reprioritizing, really. Yeah,
0: is it going? No, yeah. I do this stuff. Like, how many of us have been in this situation where we do something and we don't even know why we're doing it? Like, we just like, oh, yeah, I play soccer on the weekends. Hate it, but just do it because it's in my routine. Or, you know, I spend 100 bucks on the weekend at this place, you know, at the pub. I don't really like doing it, but I spend it. So, it's just about like being like, oh, okay. Actually, no, that doesn't bring me happiness. Let's just rearrange that and I'll put mm. that 100 bucks towards a trip to New Zealand or catching up with friends at Christmas or buying my partner something special. You know, what we're advocating for is just rearranging that. So, I guess how do we do that? It's yeah. a simple thing. Like how do we actually know that what we're working towards is actually something that is meaningful?
1: Yeah. One of the things that helps me is figuring out which I have done now but figuring out what my values are and okay. what's important to me and even to start doing that look through if you've got a if you've used a physical diary or a Google calendar if you can have a look through where did you spend the bulk of your time during 2022? And then you can also do the same thing with your spending that might take a little bit longer either you have to export the data in a spreadsheet or get a tracking app or something like that but looking at where did you spend your time and where did you spend your money this year and it's really interesting when that when you're faced with that data because you can go through and go oh i actually spent most of my time doing this but i didn't really enjoy it or i really enjoyed it and i'm glad i spent my time there and Yes, I didn't have that much time for social activities, Mm. but in the scheme of things, I spent it in a way that was meaningful to me. And you can do the same with your spending. There's going to be those big rocks that you have to spend money on. You might be able to reduce spending in those areas like housing and all of those pesky bills we have to pay. Transport and whatever. Transport, food seems to be the biggest one for me at the moment. But you can look through your spending and go, okay, did I spend in line with my values? Is there areas where I can maybe deprioritize spending on accommodation and spend more on going out because that's what means mm. more to me and this is quite broad, but then figuring out um, areas of your life and what you valued spending time, what activities you valued during the year, um, was travel the best part of your year? Did you value exploration and try new things or did you really value stability?
0: Mm. We talked to Nir Ayal this year, and uh, it's like an internationally renowned speaker and author. and It's just amazing, and he talks about his book Indistractable, which is like moving. Like that, the, the basically to be distracted is to move away from something. So that, like, if you have traction towards mm. something, distraction is moving away from that. So you want to have traction in more parts of your life. And he said. One of those ways you can do it is like thinking about how you use your calendar and do all that sort of stuff. He's really effective. Like obviously he's like a guru in this. But um <laughs> you you introduce an idea there of just looking at your calendar and be like, Where do I spend all my time? I do this with work. I'm like I colour code, as you probably know. Yeah. I color code my my stuff because it gets really busy and I'm like, holy heck, like I spent like thirty hours this week on podcasts and I spent like twenty hours on this thing. Like I wanna change that around. I wanna move this around, I wanna shake that up. Um and it's through that kind of just quick look. But One of the things that people know that you're a huge fan of is the 10 things activity, which is like 10 things you spend money on in one column, 10 things that bring you joy in another column, then draw a line between them. If you find that you're spending the most money on the first thing and and that brings you the 10th amount of joy, you know that there's a massive rearranging that needs to happen. You need to make some changes. And so just the two columns, what have I enjoyed doing or what do I get joy from and what am I spending my money on in order? It's really like you probably don't even need to look at your bank statement. You probably know what you're spending money on, like roughly like mortgage, car, personal loan, like what are you spending money on? Maybe exclude your investments and just rearrange. And you could do the same with your time, couldn't you? You could say, well, what are, okay, there's the things that I enjoy doing. Where's my time going? It's cost you nothing to rearrange your time. So really simple ways to, when you sit down and you think about these goals, does your goal that we're about to talk about, and we'll talk about ours in just a sec, does that line up with the the list that I've just created?
1: Yeah. And something else I pushed myself to do uh, in the past year, and it did take a while, is actually write down my five main values and, yeah, cool. and I have a seen description them. Yeah. Because, because everyone interprets words differently. So it's important to define that word for yourself. And that took a long time looking at different words and meanings and thinking about what I really value Mm. and then writing this down. And this is something that I don't look at all the time, but when I'm making a big decision or a big spending decision, or maybe a big investment of my time, I'm saying yes to something that's going to have quite a significant impact on my calendar for the foreseeable future. I can go back to this list and go, does it fall within these categories or at least a few of them? It might not meet all of them, but it might meet some of them.
0: Yeah. Um, I I think you did Send me that. I think you might have had it alongside like your vision board or whatever. Yeah. Like, Remember we spoke to Andrea Clark, who talks about- Careers. Yeah. And, and the future of work. Yeah. And she talked about how how would people describe you when you're not in the room? Mm. Like, what are the three things that people would say about you? And that's really st- stood with me after all these years, because I think about it and I'm like, well, what would people say? Because that's how I can figure out what values I want for myself. I want them to say things like humble or things like thoughtful- kind you know i don't want them to say like arrogant egotistical like i i want to think about how other people would talk about me when i'm not in the room yeah and i think that's a really good way to get to your values pretty quick um because i did that same exercise and Mm -hmm. i just ended up having like 50 things on the page i'm like no 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 no.
1: yeah you got to narrow it down to something that's usable because if there's 50 things in there how everyone do you wants run, to be kind. Everyone, everyone
0: wants to be all those things, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, for me, the word I've got it up in front of me, but the words are trustworthy. So, someone who keeps commitments to myself and to others. And I think I've spoken on the podcast before. It's like, I want to be someone that keeps those promises to myself. So, if tomorrow I said I'm going out for a run, whatever happens, I will get out the door with my running shoes on. I might not get very far, but I'll get somewhere. Yeah. Um, adventurous, like embracing yeah, life cool. with curiosity and a willingness to try new things. Like that, um, action orientated. So actually making things happen and solving problems, uh, community uh, in all areas of my life really, and building community. And so, uh, and the last one is legacy. Actually making a tangible difference in the world through education and and being generous with the resources I have. And so I think like throughout twenty twenty two, I was able to align a lot more of what I did with my time and uh, my money with those things.
0: You know. Um, I did a similar process because I really struggled to find some of these things yeah. when I was working with it, uh, my psych. But um, if you haven't already listened to our nine lessons, oh no, that's coming up soon on the show, isn't it? The yeah, if yeah,
1: yeah, we're getting a bit confused because we're recording things in advance. Yeah, in December, but the, um, so.
0: in January there's a lesson. Uh, there's a, there's an episode on lessons that we will talk to, and I highly encourage you if you haven't already subscribed to the show, please do. But there's this incredible episode coming up on the nine lessons we learned in 2022. And in that, I talk about a lot of the things that have worked for me, and Kate does the same. But one of the things that I couldn't really get grasped with the goal setting was like, mm. how do I actually start from like zero, like nothing? And I worked through this with my my psychologist. And she was like, here's a very simple plan. I want you to get a piece of paper, or just use, I use Notion, and just put all the things you like on one side. Fresh air, trees, animals, like building things. Like just literally put all the things you like. And on the other, thing, other side, all the things you don't like, you know, noisy places, being in a crowded area, um, you know, micromanagers or feeling constrained. Like these are just like little value, little things that can help you find your values. So maybe one of the values there would be like freedom. Like I value creative freedom, um, and that's another way that you can work towards these things. But Kate, can you give us a rock solid example of like how you can set a goal, and how you can like break that down? Maybe you just. Because a lot of people set the goals and just like, yep, that cool, that goal, 2023, that's my jam. But I don't actually think about through the, the like the steps or the process to actually make it become a reality.
1: Yeah. So generally, we want to set a short, medium, and long-term goal. And if you're brand new to your finances and setting goals, this might all be a bit too much. But my point is to not set too many goals because it makes it really hard to make. Really meaningful progress towards anything if you're trying to save yeah. for 20 different things at once. And so a short term might be something in the next six months, like closing your buy now, pay later account down or, or yeah. um, saving up for a computer or something like that. For
0: first $500 investment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your medium term goals, which might be anywhere from six months to three years, might be you're saving up for your house deposit. And both your short and medium term goals will generally be in a high interest savings account. Europe, yeah. Sometimes yeah. your medium goal might expand a little bit, um, but and that long-term goal is five to ten plus years, which might be um, getting ready for retirement or building um, building a business. It might be a long goal that you're working towards. Mine,
0: I think yours as well. The one that I'm about to share will be a long-term goal, just judging by this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can categorize it how you want, but something that's the near future. The medium future and the long term future.
0: Yeah, just try and have one of those. Yeah. Think about that right now. What can you achieve in the next six months? Realistically, it's okay if it takes longer. What can you achieve in the next six months to three years? And what can you achieve over the long term? You know that saying? Uh, I think it's Bill Gates. It's like most people um, overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but underestimate what they can achieve in five. Um, so the longer term, the longer you stick at this, the better your results will be. So give us an example.
1: Yeah. So, I think Tash actually put this example together in our- That's Tash Invests. Tash Invests yep. in our- RAS
0: Road Trip. RAS Road Trip. What's on the RAS Education. Goals. Free
1: courses. Psychology of Money?
0: Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, because it's when we're talking about goal, goal setting, setting and limiting beliefs. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, this was breaking down the goal of buying your first property. Yep. And a lot of Australians do have this goal. And so- this, um, in this example, it kind of fell into the longer term goal, but still keeping the money in cash. Yeah, And so wanting to buy a house, wanting $50,000 for the deposit and planning to buy in five years time.
0: So that quick math, that would be $10,000 a year.
1: Yeah. And so she even broke it down to about $192 a week.
0: (laughs) So there you go. So, okay, so that's something I have to achieve every week is $192.
1: Yeah. So suddenly it's taken the goal of $50,000, which is- Pie in the sky. Huge number. And in this example, we're starting from zero and broken it down to $192 a week, which Mm -hmm. is still a meaningful amount, but it's a lot smaller and more bite-sized and tangible because you can see $192 a week. Most of us have had that money in our bank account at some point. Mm -hmm. But compared to $50,000, a lot more achievable. Yeah, I don't have 50K. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you're having to go, all right, is $192 a week in money that I can put into a high-interest savings account for this house deposit achievable right now? Yep. And it might not be. You might not currently be in a position where your income is greater than the expenses, all the money you're paying on bills and rent and things like that. And so then it might be time to go, okay, is there any ways I can create more income through a side hustle, through changing jobs, through reducing some of my expenses, or just starting with a small amount? I only, I might start with $50 a week and then hopefully in year mm. two, I can increase that amount.
0: Yeah, if you're anything like me, you probably hear that you're like, ah, oh, dumb, I can't do that. But what one thing, like a superpower, one of the things you can do is just automate a lot of it. Like, okay, I can't save 192, but I can save 100. Yeah. I'm just going to automate that. You know, and then that's going to happen in the background. And then whatever else I try and save is on me. Like it might be a bonus. Um, and that's a really simple step just to like take advantage. Huge thing that we always advocate for on the podcast is automation. Yeah.
1: And so we've got this big long-term goal, which is buy our first home. And then we're adding some short-term goals to that. And so that might be learn more about property and you might take the rest road trip course about property. Yeah. We had one on property. Yeah. We we? have
0: like goal setting, we have like all of those things, but the free property course is still available with Australia's best mortgage brokers and uh, uh, buyers agents. So go and check that out.
1: Another short term goal might be to figure out your budget for the first time and figure out Mm. what's coming in and going out of your bank account each month and trying to create a budget that means you can put money aside on a weekly or monthly basis for this big goal. and then. The third short term goal might be to set up an automatic transfer each week or each month that moves that, whether it's $190 or just $20, whatever you've got available, mm. moving it from where you get paid into your house deposit account.
0: And just even setting up that automation is a win. Yeah. So that's the big thing here is like, that could be your goal. My goal is to set up the automation. It's not like it could take you two minutes. It could take you 20 minutes. That is the goal. You yeah. Know? That's a really like a micro goal. Give yourself a pat on the back. You've done it. How about then if we talk about like, okay, so maybe it's like five years away until I buy this house. There's like the medium term goal bridge in there. Like what can I do now?
1: Yeah. So then there might be, you want to increase your income at work, which means you might be able to service a larger loan and put more money away for your house deposit. So you might work. How can I over the next 12 months invest in maybe doing a short course or doing some further training Mm -hmm. so I can negotiate a pay rise at work or potentially move to a company with a, a higher wage? And am I able to start putting examples of my work aside so I can have that pay rise and salary negotiation discussion? And could I contact a mortgage broker? And that might be two or three years down the track that you talk to someone to discuss how it all works. Are you eligible for any of the government concessions that might be relevant to you? And starting to speak about how the process works, how You can get your bank statements looking nicer for the lenders and things like that.
0: Yeah. And those are things that you can do like while you're saving, right? So, a lot of people think that, oh, well, I can't do this other thing because my one goal is to do this thing. Well, you can do that for free. So, that's that's like a huge advantage for you. So, that's an example of it. And what I would say is one of the things a lot of people don't do is just a really simple thing, which is just what could go wrong? Mm. Like on this journey to 50K, what could go wrong? Well, I could tell you what could go wrong. You might lose your job you might meet someone who has a different goal. You might um, decide, hey, I want to go back and study. These are all things that could go wrong. Why don't you chuck some of them down? Chuck them down. Because I'll tell you what, when they happen, you'll be like, well, I'm glad I thought about this. Um, and I think Dave from Strong Money talks about that a lot. Um, talks about like the setbacks that happen mm. if you prepare. You know, Obviously, being flexible is the best way to prepare for that. So, Kate- That's a great example of saving for a first time. We've been through that journey, both of us. Um, It's a great journey to go on. But um, what's a goal that you have for
1: 2023? Yeah, so mine is probably fitting more into that longer-term goal basket because it's not something I'm going to achieve in the next 12 months. And it's not really something that's going to achieve in the next few years, but I would like it to happen before I retire.
0: Okay. What is it? Let's just start with what the goal is.
1: My goal is to buy a piece of land in regional Victoria and plant a forest.
0: Interesting. For two reasons. One, you said plant, but the other one is you said <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wanted to buy this piece of land. Why is that important to you?
1: Many years ago, I went to Creswick in Victoria, and there's a forest there that was planted by a man over 100 years ago, and there's hmm. so many different species of trees. And he donated that forest, I, I think, to the national... I'm not even sure what it's called.
0: Yeah, but he so he don't, he was in a position where he could donate a forest.
1: Yeah, which so is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. in his, in his will, and it now it's available to the public to walk through and learn about different species of trees from various places in the world, and have somewhere where they can talk and relax and go on walks with friends or family. And I just saw how much joy people had in that experience walking through the forest and. I just love trees and I love the outdoors and I grew up in the country and so yeah. this is my my legacy goal. This is my goal where it's something that's I hope will go on after me and that I can pass on either to family or to the national parks. So how?
0: So I'm curious though. Like so, with this goal, you obviously well, actually, what? How much do you think you'll need to start this?
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to need more than this, but I'm just putting down the number of $100,000 to kickstart it.
0: So that because it's regional Victoria, I imagine the land's not as expensive like as it is towards the capital city, so it kind of makes sense. But with this goal, then if this is something that you want to have as kind of like a legacy as well, I would imagine this is quite a long way into the future, or have I got that wrong?
1: Yeah, I'd like to make some meaningful progress in maybe five years' time towards it. Yeah, okay, cool. Because trees take a long time to grow.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so you want to maybe purchase the block.
1: I, it's like It'll be throughout my lifetime, but yeah. I'd like to start the goal maybe by 30. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So yeah. you'd buy the block, then would you plant
1: the plants? Yeah, and friends and family and whoever wants to get involved. Cool. That's so great. So it can't be too far away because people won't be able to drive that far. Yeah. So that'll also probably change the target, but I think at least putting a number down gives me something to work with. Most people's goals do shift, like even our financial independence goals. Mm. I mean, when I was 19, I said a million dollars, and as the years have gone on, I've probably seen that maybe I need a little bit more than that yeah, uh, for the the lifestyle I want and to make sure I've got money for the various things I want to do in my, my life for many decades to come. And so I think just putting down a target of $100,000 in five years will at least get me moving in a direction.
0: Okay. So, if we think about like something that you can do in the short term to move towards this goal, what's something that you could action and say the next, well, we just said six months before. What's something that you could action in the next six months to give you traction towards this goal?
1: Yeah. So, I think I'm going to need to set up an automation. Right. I do I'm have- I'm going to write this down. Yeah, so because it is a longer period of time, and there's not a automation. There's nothing dependent on it, so it's not like I need this house deposit at this time, and I might be forced to sell at a bad time. I am actually investing this money, Mm -hmm. so I have a portfolio that I am using for this goal.
0: Okay, so this would be like as a side piece to the main one, which is financial independence.
1: Yeah, this is this is probably a side category goal because. It's not going to affect me if I don't reach it as fast as I want to.
0: Okay, cool. Um, So just, okay, yep, cool. What about then, so this maybe is five years when you start to like think, I really want to do this in five years. What could you be doing between like now and the next few years to get this going, so medium term?
1: Yeah, so I probably want to be investing at least $10,000 into this portfolio a year and this is – an active investment portfolio, yeah, so I'm 10K. not investing in ETFs in this portfolio. Interesting. So it's a slightly different approach. So I'm also learning a different skill set <laughs> at the same time. So what could go wrong? Yeah, um, but we'll get yeah. to that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like it. So um, I do already have a bit of money in that portfolio.
0: Okay. So you've already made some traction. You've already got some traction. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to ask the question of what could go wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I might not get anywhere near that or my goals might completely change. But I think because this is a side goal, it's to me, if something goes wrong, it's less important. Yeah, I mean, right. I'll get there eventually. It just might happen in 15 or 20 years. Yeah, push it back. When I'm much more financially secure.
0: Yeah, I would imagine like if you're relying on income to fund it, like loss of job would be one. Risk, potential risk. I'm like, can I just put that yeah. down?
1: Yeah, put that Because we're working
0: on a Google Doc. We're working on this together at, at live. Like I said, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> we're, we're,
1: yeah, we thought we'd give you um, us brainstorming live because it is a good idea to go through your goals with a friend if you want a bit of help breaking down those sub goals.
0: Yeah. So we've got like you might push it back in time. Um, potential loss of job.
1: Yeah. So I'd want to be investing, what, maybe $800 a month into this portfolio. Yep. Um, because yep. it's an, I'm going to be deciding what to invest it in. Because I'm not going to automate to the individual money. investments. Because I'm investing in individual companies for this. Yep.
0: yep. So you just want that money to go into a brokerage account or something like that, where well, yeah. then you can you can action it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll be much more actively involved in how I'm managing it.
0: Could you set up a reminder or like a calendar, like notification to invest, or do you think like the automation of just pushing the money into your brokerage account will be enough?
1: Yeah, I mean, I talk about it and so I probably will be good to go, but I can set up. A, um, I like tasks in my Google Calendar that you can set a yeah. recurring task that yeah. you can actually manually tick completed because task I found Got it. setting recurring calendar invites. If you miss it because you just miss it that day, you forget about it because it was, it was on last week's calendar and I'm only looking at this week. Whereas if you set it up as a recurring task and you don't complete it, it carries over to the next day as... Um, it says something. Let me say because I had like nine today. <laughs> it's um, an overdue or something? Uh, three pending tasks. Pending tasks in okay. the past thirty days, and it shows me all these things from different dates that I haven't done yet. So at least it reminds me.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about if your priorities change? Like, what about like is buying another house a risk?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't have any short, medium, or long-term goals that involve property at the moment, but. I might change my mind and I might want to reallocate the funds or push the goal back by five years because I want to use the money for something else.
0: I'm guessing, just assuming depending on the land that you buy, you probably need to maybe some borrowing, maybe not.
1: Yeah. So maybe borrowing power. That's probably one of the sub medium goals is actually uh, work out the details of the goal. Okay. I'll (laughs) I'll
0: just put borrowing power in there and then I'll put um, in the medium is like contact a broker or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty good list. And learn more about the, the entire project. Yeah. So maybe... Yes. Yeah, so learn it. more about what kind of yeah. trees I'd be planting. I right. said so conversation,
0: but conservation is <laughs> Yes. Conservation. Yeah. And uh, contact people. Just put that in there. So, yeah. okay. So just in terms of your sub goals, we've got, um, you want to set up that automation in the short term. You want to do the task in Google Calendar to actually invest the money. Um, you want to invest? You probably recommend about 10k a year, which is 800 bucks or so. Um, contact a broker. Uh, learn more about like the conservation and and contact the right people.
1: Yeah, and I think if I have any unexpected windfalls, such as maybe I sell something that I wasn't planning to sell and have some capital gains, or maybe I get a bonus or money that maybe I wasn't planning for kick. comes yeah. into my life because I think this is something. People should factor in because we often get this money. Maybe I get a tax refund. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But it's that money we're not expecting. And if we don't have a a p- direction for it or we don't give it a direction, it just kind of just sinks back into general revenue. So mm-hmm. I'm going to maybe add here in the short to medium term that if I do have anything, yep, uh, any free kicks, ain't. as you called it, uh, I will add that to this goal. Yeah, I like it. Free kicks. Got it. Yeah, or if I um, yeah if I sell something or make some extra income on the side I think I would direct it towards this
0: and one of the things we've got here is accountability like having someone to we, the Google Calendar is actually a way to have free accountability it's like just checking yeah. in with you but even yeah I'm happy to be your accountability person on this and see how you go and yeah I, I think... dare say it as our podcast listeners now <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're all involved now. Um, Maybe like at the end of each year, we will share our progress towards these goals and then Owen and I can check in. That's actually
0: really good. Public
1: accountability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Owen and I can check in with each other's goals (laughs) on a monthly basis.
0: Yep. Cool. I got it. Okay. I think that's awesome. So...
1: So who knows, but pie in the sky, this is just a bonus goal in my life. But if I achieve it, I'd be pretty happy.
0: Yeah. Well, mine is like, mine is the main goal. It's pretty much my only big goal.
1: Yeah, because you have struggled for a long time to set any goals. I always thought it was interesting when we met because I'm someone who had multi-page, main goal, sub goal, dates, nah. everything like that, and you're like, "Oh no, I don't want to set a goal."
0: Yeah, well, it's, I guess it comes back to like the anxiety around money. But um, yeah, I my goal, if I could tell everyone, I bring it up in my yes. Notion board. It yes, relates it's directly it's to your my, turn to get grilled. To at uh, my my vision board, which is. Um, and I, as will be deco- covered in January, my my vision board is basically set down in decades. So, like tw- 30s, 40s. I-, I, about to, I was about to say 20s, but I'm no longer in my 20s. <laughs> you wish. Um, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and et cetera. Um, and this one is in my 30s. Yeah. So, this is the probably, well, I say 30s, but it's like, is it going to be my 30s? Um. So, this one is by a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love this farm to be at the moment. This could change, but the farm could be anywhere from um, like the outer east towards the Yarra Valley in Victoria. For those of you that know the area, it's like a kind of like a wine country, um, it's got really red soil. <laughs> and then, or it could be down towards the peninsula a bit more, but that's even more expensive. So I probably can't afford that. Um, and, you know, there are other beautiful parts of the world like in WA, Adelaide the beaches of New South Wales, uh, Queensland, inland from Queensland, a bit like so many wonderful places in Australia, but mine is more Victoria focused. Um, And so I guess like the why behind wanting the farm is that I grew up on a farm on 10 acres. And even today, I just love animals. Like I just, um, I love having animals in my life. I love all of those things. Like you know, chickens, dogs, chickens birds. Chickens are the best. Everything. Yeah, they are good. Rabbits. Like, every anything and everything. Like, I'm definitely taking a Noah's Ark approach to my vision board. Um, so, like, two of everything. Like, you know those little cows? You know the little cows that are like, mm. I don't want to eat the cows, but you know, like, the little furry ones? I think they're called, like, highland cows. They're very expensive. I threw my research. Are you going to get a pony? Yeah, I probably have horses, yeah. um, And... It would just be a hobby farm. It's not like a working farm, but I just love all animals. So I'll just be like, yeah, the more the merry Deers, like even though they're not like they're kind of like a bit of a pest in some parts of Australia.
1: Alpacas.
0: Yeah, yeah, alpacas. I think they're a bit more maintenance, but we'll see. (laughs) I'll be full time like animal carer, but that's what I want. You may as
1: well go back to uni and become a vet because you're gonna have a big bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna have to like rear the animals, but anyway, like this is the thing. Like for me, that's my dream like this the one thing that i really want is a farm so and
1: that took you a long time to sort of figure that out and be able to write that down
0: it come back to you know having like fresh air was like one of the things that i really enjoy. and it sounds yeah. so so simple like likes dislikes likes dislikes yeah. i took that from um on the spec love on the spectrum okay. it's a show about autism I like, on one of the uh ch- channels or streaming services they're like This is Gary, and Gary likes, and there'll be like three things that he likes and three things he doesn't like. I did that for myself, basically. Mm. And I was like, what are the things I like? What are the things I don't like? And fresh air, animals, like running water. These are things that I love. So um, my why is a farm. Um, The cost is obviously the big one. Like Everyone thinks, well, this is amazing, but the cost is like out of this world. So I'm going to throw this number out there and... Most people be like, that sounds about, I think we'll say that sounds about right. Um, so I think, I estimate that the cost of the property will be like $2 million, mm-hmm. which is a huge amount of money and it's probably only going to go up quicker than I can save for it. So, <laughs> so I estimate in five years, it will be two and a half million.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not going for like, for people that know property, like I'm not going for something crazy. I'm just going for a few acres. Right. Um, and you know, if I was being idealistic, it would be, there'd be like a little creek or a dam on it. Um, I would fence it. There'd be like, I'd plant on native trees and do all that sort of stuff. That's my, that's my dream. And the house doesn't need to be that special, to be honest. It's more just like about the property. And so how, that's my goal. Like I painted the picture of my goal. How will I get there? Well, I think for a f- farm like that, I think you need like $500,000, People in Sydney be like, piece of cake, mate. <laughs> um, but for the rest of Australia, where we we're like, house prices are still somewhat realistic, although slightly unrealistic, um, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of scratch, I should say. So, there are two primary ways for me to get to this, I think. One is through equity in our existing home. The other way is just straight up saving. Mm. Um, like oh, scr- scrimping. A bit of both. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it would probably be a combination of the two. Um, thanks to the wonderful lending laws in Australia, we can use equity in a home to purchase another home, it's like a house of cards maybe, but um, or as a house of houses. Um, so uh, you can basically use the equity as you pay down your existing mortgage and also make improvements to your current home to create equity, which then you can use as part of the deposit for mm-hmm. the other home because it becomes security. And so well into that journey already, and that will probably be- I would say half, maybe more of the deposit in effect. Um, Keep in mind that if you have a home and you use that home as equity, so let's say we don't have this, but say your house is worth a million dollars. Most banks will lend you up to 800,000 or 80%. Your equity, the bit that you can use basically is up to that 800, not the full million. So you'd have to say, get it down to uh, say 600,000 and there's $200,000 of equity that you could borrow against. That's basically the way it works. And so that's 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 something.
1: So sub goals, you're going to have to save at least fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. A year.
0: Yeah, which is a lot of money. Yeah, um, and are you
1: going to be investing this along the journey?
0: Probably not, because well, I might invest some of it, but and if I do, it would be very low risk because okay. it, it's five years isn't that far away.
1: So in a more conservative portfolio. Yeah.
0: Because
1: this is your your main long term goal, whereas I think because mine's a – Kind of a side goal because it's different to my financial independence goal it's probably i'm quite comfortable investing it whereas you you really want to achieve this by five years because this yeah. is your your big goal and yeah. so you don't want to put like we say about your house deposit you don't want to put your farm deposit completely yeah. into the market
0: yeah and so the big unknown the thing that's like outside of my control is the the equity in the current home mm-hmm. because if that's spinning all over the place depending on interest rates and the economy and all that sort of stuff what we have in equity now could quickly vanish depending on a bank valuation. Yeah. So, we have to be really mindful of that uncertainty. So, that could swing the goal back two or three years just from that. Mm. Um, so, then you've still got to save um, pretty aggressively. But say, for example, the goal was five years. Personally, I would be comfortable investing some money in a diversified or lower risk portfolio that produces, say, more income than growth um, in the next one to two years. But then from that second year to the fifth year, which would be three years, I would not be taking risk with that money. Because anyone will tell you that in the short term, the market is basically unknown. So you don't want to be taking the money as you get closer to your big goal and needing the cash to use that for something else. Now, the exception to that may be that take some of that money and put it into improving the existing home, hoping that we can get more equity. But we've already committed so much to that that I don't think that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, so you're going to need to increase your income over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. You might need a side hustle, though. You probably won't have time for that. No. Um, you're going to need to be saving maybe forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, which means you're going to have to increase your savings rate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, keep in mind there are two of us, so that's a that's an advantage.
1: Yeah, I guess that's probably a point to yeah. You're a double income. Yeah. What dinks? Double income, no kids. That's kind of how they describe them.
0: Yeah. But that's actually a big uncertainty, right? Which I'm about to, if we get to what could go wrong, it's not going wrong necessarily as kids. Like kids, unfortunately, kids close your ears. Uh, could get in the way.
1: Kid, Okay, I'm writing risks. Kids are expensive. Yep.
0: So, and because they're expensive for two reasons. One, your expenses go up. Two, typically an income drops. Mm. So, there's two risks there, like a double-edged sword. Um, and so, that's something that could definitely go wrong. In the short term, I've already started to work on things in the short term. I've already started to keep a list of like properties or potential properties to get a better sense of the value. I've actually realised.
1: So clarifying the goal a bit. Yeah.
0: So I've actually to do proper research. You could probably say it's like proper research. Um, I've actually already realised that my expectation of two million dollars is probably too high. Hmm. Um, It's actually probably quite a bit lower than that where I want to buy. Um, So that's that's the first one is that it's actually probably a lot lower than I thought. Um, The other thing I want to continually do, and this is probably a medium-term goal, is to get regular bank valuations on the existing property. At the moment, we've only had one. So, existing valuations will give me a better sense of how I'm tracking towards the goal. Um, As you know, Pete Wargen, we've had Pete Wargen on the various podcasts and worked with him quite a few times. He's like Australia's best property economist. And uh, he says that like one of the things that's really important to him is that when he finds a fantastic properties, he never sells it. Never. Um, And so for me, I ideally don't want to sell anything, but I might have to, you know, I might have to, because that the first property by the time we move on might be hugely negatively geared to a point where I can't afford it. So it may have to go as part of the ups grading kind of thing.
1: And that's kind of like coming back to working out what your priorities are. Like yeah. y- you can have anything, but you can't have everything. So yeah. you can't do everything all at once. And so you might have to say, all right, we have to move on from that property in order to get to our long-term dream goal.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, so the kids are a risk. Another thing that's a risk, and this might sound funny, but it actually makes sense. Another risk is actually travel.
1: Yeah, so, and plans changing.
0: Yeah, if you want to travel, that costs a lot of money, particularly now. Yes. So, so that's, that's one what I'm thing.
1: experiencing that. Yes, yeah, so,
0: as you know, uh, by the time this goes to air...
1: <laughs> I will be paying for things in euros and pounds.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, which is very expensive. So, like, wanting to travel is actually a risk because yeah. you might end up spending some of the money, which puts your goal back.
1: And I know you really want to do some travel in the next few years, oh, so it's yeah. hard to... How do you balance between that, that goal that's really tangible of the farm and travel, which is something that the, some of the things you want to do, you might not be able to do in your 50s and 60s and might only be able to do in your 30s?
0: Yeah. So living with the constant give and take of goal setting is really just part of being an adult, I guess. Um, but like another thing, I'll give you one more, which people probably don't think about too much, but a big one for me is I only want to work four days a week. This is actually a very contentious goal, by the way, in my mind, because, and I've debated this with my business coach, because she's like, you love working. You absolutely love what you do. And I'm like,
1: well, yeah. And you also want to increase your income. Yeah. And increase your So I'm your like, savings. these are
0: competing priorities, right? And I'm like, "Maybe mm, I get that wrong? So that's one that I am i haven't technically started yet, because I'm actually not 100% convinced about that goal. Um, and if it, how much does that goal detract away from my other goals? And so I've already...
1: That might be a 40s goal.
0: Yeah, I've already kind of reprioritized that and said that one's not actually as important as this one.
1: And sometimes goals sneak in there because you hear all your friends and family talking about that goal or you see in the media, I know Mm. there's been a lot of talk about the four-day work week recently and people we know talking about it. And so goals can slip into that list that you haven't really, haven't gone through a proper process where you've gone, is that actually what I want?
0: Yeah. Well, another thing is like a lot of people have the idea of being financially independent, right? Well, what does a $2 million farm come with? A big-ass mortgage.
1: And a lot of work to maintain <laughs> And a lot
0: of work. Like, what happens if I injure myself? Then who's going to take care of the animals and the farm and all that sort of stress that comes with that? So these are like the downsides of the goal, and everyone should be realistic when they set their goals. You might, your goal might be like, invest $1,000 in the next six months, which is fantastic, but can you deal with the emotional roller coaster of that going up and down? Yeah. That could be a risk.
1: I remember it was in the the 8 ways to buy happiness episode. One of the things was we get obsessed with the the idea of the thing. Like we really want a boat or a beach house or like they were just talking about those crazy things we get obsessed with that idea and we forget about all the downside that if you have a boat it has to be stored somewhere which generally costs money, it has maintenance, it has a lot of costs involved and a beach house has a lot of costs involved and we don't yeah. think about all of that stuff. We just focus on that thing and sometimes we get a bit disappointed. That all the downsides come with the positive thing.
0: Yeah. And this is about, again, about balance. Um, this is knowing, like visualizing what works. And I think we do this as, all the time because we're trained to be investors, right, Kate? Is counterpoints, is like invert the logic. Mm. So I want to buy a farm. I want to live on the farm. Well, what's the worst thing about living on a farm? It's probably like all the upkeep and constant stuff. Like it's all you might idealistic. you isolated. You're further out. You don't get to go to the cinemas or catch up with your mates or take the kids to the cricket at the MCG or something like that if you're in Victoria, right? You don't get to do that because you're, hey, dude, you're two hours out of the city. Mm. You can't do it. So maybe you can't send your kids to the school you want to go to. They, they want to go to. So like there, you have to think of those counterpoints when you do it. And like one of the things about living near the beach that really gets me is like everything rusts. I don't know if you ever noticed that. I'm like, yeah. everything rusts, like the cars, the hinges on the doors. I'm like, I can't deal with that. Like, that's something that's like, I'd constantly be fixing it. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. But the same thing applies to farms. Everything gets moldy and everything breaks and it costs a lot. Like, there's downsides too. So, yeah. just like with your farm, like your forestry, you're going to have to like <laughs> plant all this stuff and you are have to get up there and water it. Right, like you're going to have to do all this stuff unless you get like drought tolerant plants or whatever, and so whatever the goal is, there's always a downside. Yeah, um, it's just a trade-off. So, hey, that's my goal. So,
1: how are you going to be accountable for this goal apart from updating the podcast in a year's time?
0: Well, you'll will be, but also like I think friends and family um, yeah. are a great way to keep myself accountable. I'm very, very worried now. It's on the podcast. I'm like, holy macaroni. Do any of your
1: friends <laughs> listen to this podcast?
0: Yeah, some of them do. Oh, there yeah. You Yeah, so... (laughs)
1: Accountability slash motivation. Like, hopefully your friends and family can help motivate you.
0: I'm the type of person that, yeah, if it's out there, I've got to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so... It's like... Yeah, like running the marathon. And uh, (laughs) in your case, doing the half marathon a few weeks ago, like... These are the things we do once we've put our minds to it. So Yeah,
1: I mean, we're kind of crazy people. We like doing crazy things.
0: Yeah, but it works. That's what works for us. It might not work for everyone to say that type of thing on a podcast. But if either of of us achieve our goals, (laughs) we will definitely let everyone know and we will keep you updated as we go through.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a bit of fun because we don't want to share our sort of personal financial details because given how public we are, we do. We thought it would be fun to share how we think about it working towards a goal with both of our goals that are kind of like pie-in-the-sky goals but also kind of realistic, like they could happen in the next five to ten years.
0: Yeah, I'd say of the two, mine is definitely more unrealistic. Yours is, like, considered... um, So I need to do some reflecting on that, actually. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, I haven't worked out the fine details. I figure that would come, like, up year four, year five. But I think as long as... The thing is, sometimes people don't like setting crazy goals because then if they fall short, they get really disappointed in themselves. But I'm the kind of person that if I set a crazy goal and I get 80% of the way there, I'm pretty happy with that. And I think setting the the more crazy the goal, the further I actually get. You know
0: what? I I worked through that with my cycle, my, my life coach. She was like, okay, what's the craziest goal you've got? Now I want you to imagine what's the first thing like okay, imagine you've achieved your goal. What's the thing you did just before that? What's the thing you did just before that? What's the thing you did just and we went through this and I got to the bottom, I was like, holy heck, I can do it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's this crazy goal, and I think, you know, if I work backwards enough, I think I can do it. And you might have that realization. So that's pretty cool if you can, if you can do that. Um, but Kate, this is heaps of fun. It yeah. is New Year's Eve
1: If you're listening on New Year's Eve, I hope you have a wonderful and safe evening Hopefully I'm doing something fun in Europe as Whereabouts we would you be? Uh, I think I'll be in Rome at the moment
0: Yeah, right yeah. I might be stuck in Melbourne
1: Yes, so I'm not taking Rome Owen good. to Rome with me yeah. So <laughs> Rome is Good safe. riddance <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving Owen on a fishing boat somewhere Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe But Rome does sound good with the, the pasta and the ice cream yeah. Enjoy
1: if you're listening to this on New Year's Day or sometime during January, I hope you have an amazing 2023. And if this episode just forces you to sit down and reflect and just think about one goal and maybe a couple of steps to reaching that goal or working towards it this year, I think uh, it'll have been a success. On
0: yes, it will have. And you know, this is the thing: you don't need to pick outlandish goals you can just pick something really simple go back to that list of the 10 things you like doing that bring you joy and the 10 things you're spending money on and you will line some things up to help you identify what's important to you and that's all we really care for just trying to help you on your journey if you want to share your goals with us please be as bold as you like let us know send us an email or just find us on social media uh, we'd love to hear from you so and i've got a,
1: a document to go through yes. all of this oh, and yes. Yeah, we the do. document we were typing in as we recorded. It helps you break down your short, medium yes, and long-term financial goals. And there's a few little suggestions and brainstorm sections there. So Just a
0: Google Doc. You can download yep. it.
1: Click on the link in the show notes and it will take you straight there.
0: Great. Well, Kate, enjoy your time in Rome. Hello from Melbourne. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians.
0: to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.